I know these fans here have waited a long time for the game one to get here, and uh, it's a lot of talk in the offseason, but it's nice to come out with a really good effort in game one, and it's exciting for everyone. Uh, it's a great hockey city, as, you, as everyone knows, and uh, we've had a tremendous time here all week. I've had my family here all week, and we've had a lot of fun. Well, we want to talk to you about this year's team and, and you know, Dry Settle, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, some of the big big guns and where you think they're headed. But, uh -huh. you know, you come, to, you come to a hockey game for the goals or you come for the fights. And uh -huh. uh, this, one of the stories tonight is Sidney Crosby uh, had some fisticuffs with Dubois from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I, I remember, I don't, I don't think you did it often, but I think sometimes you had to tell... Samenko and everybody else, I, I, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> uh, so my first fight was really interesting because uh, one of the most prestigious awards in sports is uh, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. And I remember sitting on the bench and they were announcing uh, this gentleman from SI about Wayne Gretzky and his sportsmanship and how he plays the game fair and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I remember Mark sort of nudging me saying this is a pretty big award this is pretty cool and I thought wow yeah okay so I jumped over the boards and I got my picture taken with the trophy first shift I remember whatever happened I'm in a fight and I'm dropped my gloves and I'm fighting Neil Broughton and I got back to the bench and Dave Semenko said to me what were you doing and I said, what do you mean? I know I messed up with Sports Illustrated. He goes, no, no, no. He said, I meant, what were you doing fighting? That was a cat fight. <laughs> so I really never fought again. You know, um, the game has changed so much. Frustration for athletes are still always there. And a guy like Sidney plays so hard. And when the players play against him, they got to play him hard. And I always say this to people, the players that I disliked the most, the players I hated the most, those are the guys you want on your team because those are the guys that do anything to win, right? And I'm sure the guy Sydney fought tonight, he would love to have him on his team. But good for Sydney. He's a consummate pro, and he just plays hard all the time. Now, I know that you watch a lot of hockey and obviously follow the Oilers. I always want to know who ex-players, ex-great players love to watch. I know that when I was younger, if a game with Wayne was on or a game with Mario was on or Dennis Savard or then eventual Pavel Datsuk, I stayed on that channel. Yeah. Who excites you in the National Hockey League outside of Connex, obviously? Outside of our team. Outside of our team. Yeah. Who excites you? Who do you want to watch? Well, listen, I think the game is really fortunate. Um, we had such great leadership with guys like John Beliveau and Bobby Orr and Cordy Howe, and they pass it on guys like Bobby Hall. And it goes down to guys like Guy Lafleur and Bossy and Messier and then Lemieux, and you pass it down, right? And if you look at our game today, guys like Ovechkin and Crosby, uh, Stamkos, now the younger kids like Matthews, um, Mitch Marner, they're just, they're fun to watch, but they're quality people and they're good NHL players. They're more importantly, you can tell, come from great families and they're great in the community and they're great for our game. Uh, I love watching Elias Patterson play. I think that of all the players that come into the game, and it's hard to compare players. You can't really compare, especially because the game's changed so much. But the one guy that I sit there and say, that guy plays a lot like I do, because he's not the fastest guy, he's not the biggest guy, but he sees the ice like I did, is, is Patterson. And I like watching him play. I think he's made his team a better team. Um, and I think that it brings people out of their seats, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day, bringing people out of their seats and winning. 
and he's done both in a short period of time. One of the things we were just talking with Andrew Ference about is nowadays it's almost 12 months a year hockey. And everyone thinks you have to have your, your child playing all the time if they, yeah. if they want to go anywhere. And I know that growing up, and I followed your career, you were a fantastic baseball player. Now, are you in the belief that kids now have to make a decision early, or do you believe that kids should play all sports and enjoy it and, and learn to play and learn things from those sports you can take into hockey? Well, I think they should play every sport. I think that each and every sport helps eventually the sport that you're going to key on. Some of them might be baseball. Some of them may be hockey. For me, I just had a passion and a love for everything at a young age. I was very rare in a sense that I loved the game of hockey, but come April, I threw my equipment downstairs, and I didn't pick it back up till after Labor Day. And I really felt and, and had this belief that I was excited to play on a baseball team, play on a lacrosse team, participate in track and field. And all those things helped me become a better hockey player and become the player I became when I made the NHL. So. I think there's a possibility that kids burn out at the age of 15. Unfortunately, and, and this is the hard part, I grew up, we were rich in love. We weren't rich in money. We couldn't afford to skate all summer. And I think the kids worry that they get left behind and parents worry that they're going to get left behind. They're not. Uh, you can be a great hockey player. Chris Chelios didn't start playing ice hockey to the age of 14. He played roller hockey until he was 14 years old. And he was a big pain in my butt, but became a great player. And he's a good friend. But he's a great example. You don't have to play all summer and play all winter to become a Stanley Cup champion. Wayne Gretzky joining us in Studio 99 as we get you ready for the Oilers and the Kings at 8 o'clock. Todd McClellan's back in town tonight coaching the Kings. Both McDavid and Dreisaitl this morning, especially Dreisaitl really credited Todd with saying, and it probably applies more to Dreisaitl because McDavid's obviously a great player, but right. Todd always said, it's okay for you to be the first star. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's okay for, for you to go out there and, and grab it. And it, to me, I always enjoy those comments and those conversations about that mental side of the game. Rob brings up the word belief all the time, and I'm sure something even for as talented as you were and players you played with as talented as they were, the belief, the confidence can often put put you over the top. You, I always say this: that to be a great athlete, you got to be selfish, and you got to have a. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that you got to just focus on your responsibility and being the best athlete you can be. And I think that we're watching a real uh, maturity that's going on with Leon. Leon's. And not that he wasn't a great player, but Leon's taken his game last year and, and game one this year to even a higher level. And it's going to make us a better organization because now you have three centermen that are three as good as centermen as in the National Hockey League with, um, uh, of course, Connor and Nuge and now Leon if he plays in the middle or plays on the wing. I think that it's good for... I, I, I told people that I became the player I became because I practiced every single day against Marc Messier. Because Marc Messier, was, out of doubt, was the best player I ever played with and one of the top three or four greatest players who ever played the game. So if you practice against that person every single day and that person practices as hard as Marc, you're going to become better. And that's what's going on with our team in a sense that Leon and 
corner and Nuge, they're pushing each other. And if the three best players push each other, then the rest of the team feeds off of that. And so, as you know, Brownie, playing in Pittsburgh, you have guys like Mario, um, guys like Paul Coffey on that team. They push each other to become better, and you see it, and you watch it, and then you don't want to be the last guy on the ice in practice. You don't want to be the first guy off the ice in practice. It's a little thing, but it goes a long way. And that all started here. We were very lucky uh, in our organization with guys like uh, Lee Fogel and, and guys like Kevin Lowe, guys like Colin Campbell. And they just infect, it was infectious and went through our hockey club and made us all better players. We just talked about belief and confidence, and I think if there's any sport that you need confidence in it, 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 it shows it is, is the game of golf. And when you lose confidence in the game of golf, all of a sudden you go from Tiger Woods' greatest ever to he struggled. Right. Your, your son-in-law is one of the greatest golfers in the world. I've always wanted to ask you, do you, do you play with Dustin? Do you, do, you go out on, do you follow him around when he goes, when he's in majors? Are you yep. at some of those tournaments? Yeah, we are. We... <laughs> We're there in a different capacity. There, we're there as babysitters, <laughs> grandparents, um, which is fine because, you know, his again, he, you got to be selfish, and I mean that in a good way. And everybody around him, that athlete, has to understand that. When I played the night before a game, I went to bed at 9:30, 10 o'clock, and everybody understood that. Whether I had family in town or my wife or kids, and that's the way it is with Dustin. You know, the, the grand boys, uh, we take on that responsibility, but. You know, I'm there more in a sense that we have a relationship that's family, and that's wonderful. I don't tell him how to play golf. He was a great golfer before I got to know him. But I will say this. My wife is really uh, a mentor for him in that she's so positive, and he'll be seven shots behind on Sunday morning, and I know the phone's ringing as Dustin because she'll say, you're the only guy that can win today. You can come back. <laughs> so she's such a positive energy for him. But you know what? Most importantly, our grandchildren are healthy. He's a tremendous young man. I love watching him play golf. We have a, a ball playing golf with him. He loves the game. I'll tell you a great story. He lost the U.S. Open, and it was devastating for all of us, and more devastating for him. And then next day, we were in Idaho, and he had come up for three weeks with the kids. He played 21 straight days with all of us, a bunch of hackers, a bunch of misfits. And I remember saying at the 20th day, the day before he's leaving, I said, I'll tell you one thing. You're going to win the U.S. Open. It'll be shortly. If I would have lost game seven of the Stanley Cup final, I'm not going to get up and go play pickup hockey with a bunch of my friends. It's just not going to happen, right? So that's his love and passion for the sport. And that's what, and I tell this to kids all the time. You can't tell kids to go practice. You can't say put in hours. You gotta have a love for the game, as you know. You gotta have a passion for it. And if you have that, you're gonna do go the extra mile and put in more work and more effort. Listen, it's the greatest game in the world. And I'm so everything I have in my life is because of the game of hockey, the people I've met, the memories I have. It really is worth all the effort. It's so spectacular. We thanks for dropping by. And, yep. ju and just to wrap up, I mean you mentioned the three great players on the team. And, you know, there's been some pretty good players on the team in, in, in recent history, but it hasn't translated into a lot of success. As you know, 12 of 13 out of the playoffs, another new GM and another new coach this year. You know, fans are, are frustrated. They, right. they want to get back to where, to where your group of players were. 
what why do you think Colin and Tippett are going to have the, the formula how can they write a different story here for the team well listen first and foremost is uh, experience uh, Kenny is proven to be one of the great uh, general managers of the National Hockey League he had a great deal of success and it starts at the top and Kenny really has a focus of all right we want to be competitive now but we're not going to trade away uh, all our youth to be just to make the playoffs this is today to win and to be good for the next 10 15 years like he did in Detroit and you can see that by the kids that have gone down to the minors it hasn't been that they're not good enough to play here but go down there there's no pressure learn your craft when you're ready we're gonna bring you here and you're gonna play 22 23 minutes a game instead of playing six minutes a night not playing the next game and then being sent down so there's some stability as far as that goes Davis track record speaks for itself uh, any team he's ever gone to he's made the playoffs the first year there's a structure to his game and style and most importantly you got a player like corner he's so special so unique corner can win so many games on his own and then the other thing is and I mean this sincerely and I hadn't seen this in so many years Mike Smith the other night gave us so much energy from the goaltending position that I've never seen that before and I remember sitting there with my wife saying wow this is so unique he was bringing people out of the seats every time the puck went near him like what's he gonna do next created the too many men on the ice and then most importantly stopped the puck so we got this energy from the goaltending position that I've never seen before so listen at the end of the day they're all good people they all work hard and I really hope it translates into success for this organization the people here and the fans as you know are as good or better than anywhere in North America and it's exciting for all of us we're all tired of not being in the playoffs I want to go to some playoff games I'm I love St. Louis I'm tired of going to St. Louis Blue games it'd be nice to go to some more of their playoff games Wayne thanks so much for stopping by really appreciate it enjoy thank the game you. tonight all right man thank you guys thanks so much, much.